is Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast, episode 107. I'm your host, Matt Lyons, and in this week's episode, we're going to look at realistic reasons to be optimistic in 2016, some not-so-realistic reasons to be optimistic in 2016, and look at what the Indians might be doing with their roster construction, um, a video company founded by Trevor Bauer and a freelance photographer, which is kind of really neat talking about players, and of course, we'll answer your questions. Joining me for all that and more is, of course, Mr. Merritt Rolfing. Merritt, how are you doing? I'm just sitting here trying to think about what the national newspaper in Russia is. <laughs> is that uh, important to your day-to-day uh, well, goings-on? You know, I mean, my my entire life is, is rank inanities, so I think it's pretty important to me, Matt. Yes. If I can't remember <laughs> this random piece of trivia, what's the point? We definitely don't have to discuss the fact that I didn't know where Washington Post was based just a few minutes ago. That's fine. No, no, we won't touch. We won't touch on the fact that you thought that was a Seattle Washington newspaper. <laughs> Listen, Amazon is in Seattle, so they bought the one in Seattle, so it made sense. Listen, Seattle's newspaper is called the Intelligencer. All right. All right. Nobody wants that clearly. So, whereas um, the New Orleans one is the Times Picayune. <laughs> that is awesome. Everything around New Orleans just sounds cool. In the W.C. Fields movie, not the bank dick, the other one, uh, the newspaper. I'm sorry, was the bank the, dick. Is that a thing you just said? The bank dick. Yeah, bank dick. Okay. Back in the 30s, was a guy who was a cop who worked at the bank. <laughs> he was a dick, or <laughs> I don't know. Or is that an official position at this bank? <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was a, a, a precise role. Imagine head of security today. But anyway, the newspaper was called the Picayune Intelligencer. Uh, it was always kind of funny, you know, if you like 1930s movies where it's basically. Well, what was that TV show with the with sitcom All in the Family, right? Where the dad was kind of an old racist. Kind of looked like him. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Anyway. He was the dick of that show. See, it works out. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Google the bank dick. <laughs> there was baseball. Not really. That happened. But we got things to talk about now. Um, so before we get like the actual things, that kind of reminded me of something I wanted to mention. Because all these people saying that like the off season's better this way because we have more things to talk about. Because nobody signed. Like, screw that. No, it's not. We ran out of ways to talk about Bryce Harper and Manny Machado in like the first week. This is the point usually where we could just look ahead and not worry about all that. But we have like 100 free agents not unsigned. So you can't really look ahead to the season yet. And it sucks. Yeah, we can't look at the players. We can't project the what they may become, how the team is. Now, this is, that's what February is for, for God's sake, is, is putting the imaginations together from all the disparate bits of free agency. And what nine trades and whatnot, the hot stove, whatnot. It's, right, the hot stove is only fun we... when it's like things happen and you get to talk about it after not right. constantly right. being on. Yeah, the, the whole point of the hot stove is you sit around the hot stove and you discuss things in the cold, cold winters in Iowa. Jeez, it's like these <laughs> don't understand where these terms come from originally. <laughs> I mean, Ooh. to carry it further at this point, we've just been sitting with our hand on the stove and just waiting for something to happen and our hand is on fire at this point. Trying to see if we still feel pain. Exactly. And turns out, no, I don't. So it's great. (laughs) Do I feel alive? (laughs) I'm not sure anymore. It's fantastic. Well, if the Indians can do anything to hopefully make us feel alive in 2019, there's a couple things that um, Michael Bode at Waiting for Next Year wrote a really interesting article. Um, It was basically just telling people to stop being so pessimistic (laughs) in nicer words. But it was a really nice way of laying it out of how the Indians are probably still going to be really good. Lost than all of the Indians, one of all the teams that aren't spending a bunch of money they don't need to spend. They don't have a great outfield. Yes, they don't have a great bullpen, which you would possibly write that they have either one of those. Um, 
but they're still going to project to be the, one of the best Indians teams in like the last 60 years. They have four, almost five really great pitchers. And one of the, the best things I saw that he noted was that uh, Edwin Encarnacion, Lonnie Chisholm, and Yonder Alonso all combined for 2.5 war in 2018. Carlos Santana might clear that himself as he is conservatively projected to obtain a 2.1 war. So that that's a big part of what the Indians did, I think. They got rid of three players. Although, to be fair, if, if Lonnie Chisholm was a full season healthy, maybe this whole thing is blown out the window. Yeah, but like three, He's like a three-and-a-half-ish in my dream. Yeah, five in my dreams, three-and-a-half-ish in reality. <laughs> but Encarnacion and Alonso alone, like that's... If you replace that with just Santana, that's a super good move, and that's what they did. And I mean, Jake Bowers isn't terrible. He, if he can, especially if he can play the outfield somehow because he's athletic. But, but I don't know. I think there are a lot of legitimate reasons to be excited in 2019. I just don't want 2018 again. That's all I care about. I don't want to see that season again. But if they can be any kind of exciting and have four, almost five Cy Young starting pitchers, it's hard to be really upset about where this team is right now, I think. No, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, that, and that is one thing I didn't even think about, the, the getting rid of uh, Encarnacion and Alonzo, who produced really miserably, to be quite honest with you. I mean, there was a constant hope that Alonzo – I probably wrote three different articles that used a, a varying level of sample size, judging that Yonder Alonzo was finally breaking ba- out back to his 2017 pre-All-Star break form, which is increasing, increasingly looking like a total ruse. Um. Hedwin is just, I mean, they dumped him at the right time, I think. I think he's going to hit a, a decided downswing. Not everyone is Nelson Cruz, and Edwin is one of those people who is not Nelson Cruz. So he was I mean, he's lasted a lot longer than anybody would have thought, because he's like I well into it. his 30s, and the I Indians 30s. are dumping him at the first sign of decline, which is really smart, I think. Right, no, exactly. I mean, I mean, and again, you look at his numbers after, you know, after his pre-June swoon, he was, what, a 124 WRC plus kind of a guy. He was producing, but that's the kind of number he puts up for the entire year when he has the crappy first two months, and then he, you know, he crushes the ball from June on. So it was definitely a smart move in that in that respect. It sucks to see it happen because you're like this is the, this is a big right-handed power bat, but um, raw numbers wise, it's it's really it, it's it's nothing to get you know too worked up over. Plus. I think a lot of yeah. people liked him, but it's not like he really ingratiated himself to the fan base on the level of, say, a Michael Brantley or anything like that. He, he wasn't, he wasn't, you know, in, in in every sense of the word, he was a mercenary. He was a guy who came over to try and get them over the top. It didn't work uh, at all. If anything, everything. And I think it worked. got lost a lot last year that he really wasn't that good. Even <laughs> like right, 2017 no. was pretty good, but last year he wasn't very good. No, exactly. And, and between him and then and obviously Alonso, who was barely league average bat um if if at all i mean i believe he ended up with like a 99 wrc plus which is fine for a second baseman if we if they had gotten that at kipness that's fantastic i'm that's kind of what i'm I'm hoping for in in 28 or 2019 but getting that out of a guy who's supposed to actually hit the ball was um disappointing to say the least and at least they got stuff back for him so that's a positive too you know it's not they just kind of i don't know what they got like a young pitcher or something like that? I don't remember that trade off. I actually don't remember who they got back for Yonder Alonso because that was basically just a salary dump, right? Pretty much. Like, yeah, they got they Santana got, and Bowers, they got, and they, they got you know. some minor league pitcher or something like that. I don't know. I'll look into it, but suffice to say, I mean, um, Boat is right. Bodie, I don't know. Um, they are going to be very good in 2019. If you've read any of the articles that I've written about J- Jake Bowers, I mean, there's reason to be excited about him. They got Alex Call, uh, did the Indians. Oh yeah, um, that's right. He's in high A. Um, spent a little time in Double A uh, outfielder, so you know a guy we won't see for four years, two or three years, at least twenty three. So not two years probably, but 
Yeah, if they didn't have to send any money over, I mean, you got a year at Alonzo Alonso, you didn't need him anymore, and you got a reliever for it, so cool. Yeah, and hey, maybe maybe this outfielder will work. He's not left-handed, <laughs> so you know that that's a that's a step in the right direction. One of them has um, to stick, Merritt. Eventually, one will stick, Matthew. Eventually, it's gonna work. <laughs> They're gonna find an outfielder. That's actually what I wrote about last week. Is that I think. That's part of what they're doing. Like the Indians are sort of forcing Tito's hand and not giving him a Michael Martinez to block everybody. I know, yeah. Because, I mean, if you just want to say that it's like the Indians being cheap, that's fine. But I also think it's they have all these outfielders they've acquired. They want to see them use, so they're not just signing like Melky Cabrera, which I think is cool. They're, they're sort of forcing Tito to use his young guys and not give them the kind of guys he probably loves. But I think Jordan Luplow could at least do something, at least, and make it. I mean, he's projected to be almost worth a win, so... Yeah, no, and, and and I mean that's based on you know not a whole lot of of past you know past history, if you will. So I don't know. I, I feel like they've been churning through these mid level prospect outfielders for the last four years, and and like you said, eventually one's going to hit. So maybe it'll be Call. Maybe it'll be I don't know Bowers, like we talked about before. Maybe eventually Naked will learn how to not hit a swing at a high fastball. Maybe Greg Allen will turn into something good. I don't know. Um, but like you said, I think you said something. Yeah. Uh, and the onus Martin, I mean, he's still there. That's right. No, and, and I, think I think I've seen him on Twitter a couple of times remind fans that he is not dead. He's he's the starting center fielder. So I think it's missed that the Indians do have a legit center fielder to play mm-hmm. next year at least. Yeah, no, I mean, and you know, I mean, for, for all we poo-poo the, t- the phrase "run prevention" because it's just code for we couldn't find any bats. Uh, at least they'll have a good outfield defensively, I think, uh, and that's something they haven't really had for. I don't know, a while, I guess, when they were, you know, whether the outfield was um, involving Rajai Davis or, um, I mean, whenever they could get Bradley Zimmer out there, that was always a positive, but I don't even know when he's going to come back at this point. So, we'll see. I mean, Michael Brantley wasn't great either by a lot of. Oh, he's dreadful. No, numbers. he's a terrible outfielder. I mean, good arm, <laughs> but beyond that, you know. I mean, think about it. At some point, we might have Martin in center, Greg Allen, and Bradley Zimmer on either side. That's it's like the whole outfield oh, is covered. Oh, that yeah, point. that's your cl- that's your classic run prevention outfield, you know. I mean, and, and eventually, again, I, I don't know. I still have hope in Bradley Zimmer. So, I the the the, the, the creeping negative uh, um, cynicism of old age is is getting getting to me every now and again. Even <laughs> only thirty two, but I try to hold on to that positivity, you know, because hey, it's still a New York New Year, and He's they are so still fast, really man. good. I know. He's just Waluigi with speed. It's so good. I want him to be so good. Who? Oh. Bradley Zimmer. <laughs> he is straight up Waluigi with speed. That's what he, he is. He does have a long, long face. <laughs> if they really dress up for Halloween and he's not Waluigi, I'm, I'm giving so up on him. he's Waluigi, who's Wario? I, I'd almost think that would have been Yonder. Not that he's fat, but he's like he's built like a centaur, so he's got like those huge bottom legs. He's the okay. closest to being like... A large Wario man, I think. Okay, so the Mario is Carlos Santana. Is he? I mean, I, I put Francisco Lindor as Mario just because he's the star, I guess. Hmm. Okay, I was thinking someone else kind of, uh, kind of. You just going body type? Kind of, yeah, body type, and also similar position, and also belovedness by fan base, kind of. Because some people love. <laughs> he's the opposite. Love yeah, Mario. that's true. You I know? do like that that take on it. Yeah. There you All go. right. Then who's Luigi? Who's, I mean, that could also be Bradley Zimmer. That's the problem. No. <laughs> Bradley no, Zimmer is every true. tall. No, no, they're character. completely different. I mean, while Luigi is not lanky, he's just kind of less chubby than Mario. Uh, I think he's Luigi tall. would probably be. Luigi would have been Whatever. Michael Brantley, I think. 
Because remember, Luigi is kind of the opposite of it's kind of like a mirror image of Mario, whereas Wario is a negative of Mario. So while Luigi is nothing, he's the mirror image of of a negativity. So he's <laughs> it's all a very interesting concept. I've read many. Articles that is very deep, Merritt. You know? It's like the mirror image of zero, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. And so, what what is the square root of zero? Nothing. Even deeper, nothing. <laughs> I'll have you know that Luigi had his own year, and screw you. I was always Luigi when I was little, so. Well, and I was always stupid. tall, so I was always Luigi. <laughs> and he kicks ass <laughs> in Smash Brothers. So you know what, Merritt? You just take your Luigi hate and your zero and take it somewhere else, quite frankly. First of all, <laughs> Smash Brothers is a stupid game, and Mario Kart will always be a better game. <laughs> and second of all, Luigi was a terrible person to pick in, in, in uh, Mario Kart. So I always like well, Luigi. I was always a fan. He seems nice. <laughs> but he's, he's one of the heavies. You don't use the heavies. You use Toad. No, I do use the heavies with the big Cadillac cars. Why? I don't know. Because I'm an idiot. I drive in style. I try to win here. And when I do win, it's fun. Yeah. So something back to sort of baseball related instead of Waluigi, as great as that is. Um, Another thing we kind of want to talk about is, um, I don't know, I guess it's just, we're talking about the reasons to be optimistic for the Indians. I think we mentioned realistic ways to be optimistic for them. But there's also been like a couple weird articles on Indians.com that just seem very, I think you put it as like raw, rawy or what's the other word I'm looking for? Like Overly positive to the point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Selling a company line. I, th- I think that's, that, yeah. that's kind of a, the, the way I was trying to wrap my head around it. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, there's two. There's the, the first one that came was that um, the title was Tribe Pen Stacked for 2019. There's, there's ways I would describe the bullpen. It's not stacked. It's not one of them. Um, and then I think it was today, the other one was youth and depth is key in the tribe outfield. Okay, youth maybe, but depth is, I don't know if I'd call it deep. <laughs> I don't think no, I'm and, like and terribly you know, off on the outfield. But I, I understand the spin because they don't really have any great outfielders. They have a bunch of mediocre ones, a.k.a. depth, just like the bullpen. They have one good pitcher and then a bunch of question marks, also rans, and bad pitchers. So again... Stacked. Stacked not with good stuff, but it is stacked with players. You know, <laughs> There I mean, is stuff that, there. You can have a big stack of rotten cordwood. You still have wood to burn. It's just going to be stinky and smelly. So, I don't know. I just, I'm reading that article and the other one, and I don't know. And this is the thing I've noticed in a lot of, on a lot of MLB.com um, team sites and things like that. There does seem to be a Especially lately, it seems as though it's kind of ramped up the last couple of years. A propensity for taking the, towing the company line as opposed to producing something approaching good journalism. I mean, I, I really liked um, Jordan Bastian, considering that he came from he was literally a company man his entire career because he came from Toronto, um, and then he he was in the, uh, Cleveland, and now he's in um, Chicago, but. Um, the new person, Mandy Bell. I mean, you know, she's new, so she's probably just going to lay the land still. But and I, I guess it is hard to write. This team stinks over and over. I know that. I've written that article many times. <laughs> so maybe she is trying to find some positivity, which is good. And maybe the, maybe the team does need that. But and I think if you looked, if you dug a little bit, I'm sure you could find these same posts from Jordan Bastion. I don't feel like it's just any specific I think, writer. I think at some point the teams eventually say, like, well, I guess teams can't say this. The, Right, and, well, and that's what I'm wondering. Is there, like, 
It's hard. It's There's hard usually a disclaimer to... at the bottom that the team had nothing to do with the article. Sure, no, and I, and, I, and and that's fine. You can say that all you want, but I don't know. It's it's just it, how how often, or how, how am I to? It, it's it's hard to put an impartiality to it. And you know, this is not something I'm, I'm only feeling now. I've, I've always I always kind of wondered that about Bastian and Castrovins before him, or any of the guys who are even right nationally for MLB.com. I mean, they know where their bread is buttered, and the indie and the the league as a whole does need to, you know grow its its footprint and things like that but i don't know maybe i'm just maybe i'm just overblowing something or something but it's after a while you just i don't know you, these are I don't articles see disclaimer you... anywhere anymore so i don't know hmm. oh well, remember at the bottom it always just say like the what it, well it's that and then also the other the other thing is too if you go on to mlb.com proper all the articles are just the the, the clickbaitiest art headlines ever. You know, it, it's 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 things that just like all right. So it says Indians acquire reliever Whitgren from Marlins, and then uh, but the top line top one is is Machado still holding out for Yanks offer? Which of course, according to Betterage's law, the answer is of course no. But you know, these seven clubs have unfinished business. That is a nothing article about nothing, which is what baseball is right now. It's literally nothing happening. I don't know. Um, I would like, you know, you always want impartiality and you want some sort of, some level of, you know, objective journalism that actually delves into these things. And it's hard to find that these days elsewhere in, just in media in general, because there's like four newspapers now. So... I don't know. You just you read those articles over and over, especially when you see the Indians doing nothing, and you can see the writing on the wall of the outfield being terrible. Like, I don't know. I don't know what article you're supposed to write, but I would like I would whatever that article is. I would like that one instead. Yeah, I've always thought of like the Indians and like the specific team sites were were the ones where you got the most like access, not necessarily the most impartial things. Yes, and that's fair. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I, and again, I guess I, maybe I just I, I just thought what's his name was doing a great job or something, and maybe I was just misreading it or something. But yeah, no, know. these these two articles are definitely weird. I don't, but they're not. It's definitely not like an opinion post from the author either. They're clearly just like it's just stating facts in a row. And I'm I, she probably didn't even pick the titles. That's another yeah. thing to keep in mind. Like I don't think she says anywhere specifically how like stacked the bullpen is, but yeah, it's it's literally just. Um, yeah, you know what? Now I'm turning around on this. Because take out the title, and like if you look through it, yeah. all she is is just telling you who's in the bullpen, and like somebody picked the title. Oh, okay. And you know, maybe maybe that's my real problem. Whoever's doing the, yeah. the headlines on MLB sites now is must have been fired from BuzzFeed or something. <laughs> yeah, because it even it, says at the beginning that this is just going around each position and looking at the players. Like this is just a roster preview, and somebody is picking very wrong titles like very team friendly titles hmm. well then i hate that even more because it's <laughs> lying to you and not telling the truth of what the article is right that's yeah. stupid and i hate it why why buzzfeed have to yeah. hi- fire all those goddamn journalists Should kept them kept them penned up we'd all be much better off and in a in a broad sense i don't always hate like clickbait titles as long as what you're what's in it somewhat matches like the is Machado holding out for more money from the Yankees? Like, I'm sure they have more information if you click it about if he is or isn't. I think it's saw that he is, but even if it's not that much, as long as you're clickbaiting into something interesting, I think it's good. But this one is like straight up lying. The titles, but even with that article, you just say, "Is he?" 
the answer is you, you write what it is in the headline. Machado holding out for more money from the Yankees, and then you describe what you know discussions with his agent. That's what it should be. Damn. Damn, man. Yeah, see, this goes back to this offseason sucks. Like, there is no redeeming quality of having free agents sitting here this long. This isn't fun. <laughs> we should be Indians, talking about next season at this point. Plus, the Indians' Twitter account is trash. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The, they, they do like their memes now. They do, um, they like to recolor things. And um, there was a SpongeBob post, which, by the way, during the Super Bowl, because um, Sweet Victory was barely used. So it was really funny. The Indians were one of them, but watching all these like accounts just post these SpongeBob things that were supposed to be when Sweet Victory played like it was supposed to, but they didn't want them to go to waste, so they just sent them out anyway. The Indians literally just tweeted a picture of Squidward in a baseball uniform. I was like, all right, I somebody made that and they put work into it. I respect that, but <laughs> there's no reason to use it and they sent it anyway. Yeah, I didn't fun. know what Sweet Victory was until very recently. So <laughs> yeah, really, you know, oh, you never watched SpongeBob. I didn't. I watched it very early, and then I just. I don't. Know, I haven't watched it, and you know, I don't know. I don't know when that episode debuted, but it was probably that's a relatively time. early one, I think. Like the first was couple it? seasons, because I watched it when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you? Fourteen, right? <laughs> I'm twenty nine. I'm three years younger than you are. That show has just been around forever. <laughs> All right, man. Concept of time. Don't worry. Um. Anyway, <laughs> point of the matter is, someone should fire these these headline writers because these are distracting and confusing article names yeah i even feel like when jordan was writing there were always weird article names but i don't know yeah i've definitely i didn't look at the deep before but after looking at it now i've definitely come around these articles that it's literally just a roster preview which is fine like we're probably doing too like you don't offer a ton of opinions you just kind of state what every player is and what might happen but then the title is like tribe right, pen fine. is stacked for 2019 I'm writing an article next week that says the bullpen is a dumpster. And, and, the, and the picture better be a dumpster. And, that's all and it's just listing the position players. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. No, not even any other words, just the, just the names. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right, let's so look out for that next week. <laughs> it's, I, I thought there's going to be more Jake Bowers hype articles. That's what I really wanted, Merritt. I want more I Jake pop, Bowers. I mean, I'm going to pop out another two or three of those before the uh, new season begins. Because... <laughs> There's something else I could find. I did that really neat article about his plate discipline that I thought was very good. And um, I was very proud of that. Yeah, and then I, I wrote something else. I think I've done three about him now. I mean, he's really intriguing. It's just an interesting... The well, inter- most interesting thing to me is that they traded Yandy Diaz for him, or part of the trade was Yandy Diaz. Right. And well, the, the other thing that intrigues me about him, too, is just... I don't know if it's if it's just them doing it so as to raise his trade value, but... The Rays front office was reportedly very high on him his his entire minor league career. So that's something. I don't know what it is, but it's something definitely. Yeah, and there's if one of my favorite things to do when there's a trade now is to like go and look at other fan sites. Not even necessarily like SB Nation, but like other places mm-hmm. where fans come around. And it seems yeah. like every single trade this off season, other fans have hated it because <laughs> the Indians have been so good at like. Because the Rays loved Jake Bowers, all the fans did. Yeah. Oscar Mercado, they were um, Cardinals fans calling him the future center fielder. Even Jordan Luplo and um, Max Maroff, um, yeah. Pittsburgh fans were like, who's Eric Gonzalez? Why do we trade these two for him? That was, uh, so, I don't know, it seems like... into literally anything, by the way, that is a heist. <laughs> I mean, that, that is, is I mean... highway robbery. If, if they get a full-time, <laughs> like, a, they get a, an everyday, even a mediocre everyday player out of that, that is 
Iowa Robert. One win, Jordan Luplo, and the trade is done. We're good now. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty much good with that. I mean, I did write yeah. articles about how I thought uh, Eric Gonzalez was turning it around and turning into a good hitter because I'm a moron. Oh, no, I did too. He had like a week where he looked really good. Oh, yeah. No, he looked fantastic. And um, <laughs> I don't know. You know, you need articles right about throughout the year. So you, you, you find things. And that was one of them. But... Yeah. <laughs> so one of the other things I wanted to mention, um, it's not really basically a non sequitur, but it's kind of a neat new business that it's called Momentum. That Trevor Bauer and a freelance videographer, Tyke Green, they co-founded. And it's basically just like a video platform for, for players to tell stories. So far, it's been really Indians focused, but I actually asked Tyke if that's intentional. He said no, it's just because that's who Trevor knows. So they've been going to them first. But they also have like stuff on Javi Baez and Jose Barrios. Mm-hmm. But it's really cool. Like it's super cool, yeah. personal and in-depth stuff with the Indians players. I mean, Mike Clevenger in one video just had a glass of wine and was talking about stuff. And like it's the best promotion that the MLB has had in a long time, and MLB has nothing to do with it, which I think is kind of great. Um, they're the absolute they should really worst take a lesson from promoting this, their like, players. Oh yeah, no, they're they're so bad at it. I don't know anything about Mookie Betts. You know, he just won MVP. I don't know anything about Christian Yelich. He just won MVP. I know Mike right, Trout likes yeah. the weather. He's boring. <laughs> Beyond that, you know, like. I, I don't know anything about Paul Goldschmidt. I'm, I'm just looking at a list at the top of the of the, of the top hitters in in baseball this past year. I, I just I don't know shit about these guys. I know I know stuff about Alex Bregman because I, I followed him on Twitter for a while because he was fun because he used to really raz um, have highly conservative fans of the Astros and really piss them off. It was a lot of fun. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, you know, like it's just the, the one of the. The, no team is better at marketing their stars than the NBA. And one of the ways they do, they do that is by making the personable and, and relatable and knowable. You know, like, I like Mike Clevenger. I don't know anything about him. And now I know he likes wine. And I know also that outside of that uniform, he is fucking jacked. <laughs> and I I don't know. I, 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 that, that one video he did about, you know, trying to fit in his rookie year. Like, things like that. You know, like, baseball has such yeah, a wall around it. Just as a whole, like, it's, like, whether it's, Access to like, access by um, reporters or get, or knowing anything about what's going on behind the scenes. Like, there's just such a wall around the entire game that, that even even after all this time of, of connectivity and it being reported upon, the fans know about nearly as much now as you know now as they did back in the '50s. And it's just it's nice to see a peek into. You know, it was always nice to see a peek into the process of of Trevor Bauer training in the offseason, doing his his work more so than just like you you see the the highlight clips of Corey Kluber, Kluber throwing a medicine ball against a padded wall or whatever. You know, all those like dramatic like slow down workout videos; those are so dumb. They always right. have the the wire exactly. things are waving in the air. <laughs> like that doesn't yes, tell me exactly. anything. I get it. Work. No, it's a good. There you go. Look at you working on your flexibility. I'm not even sure, <laughs> but like the, the 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 minute study and everything like that, like. It's 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 nice to see what these guys go through because you know you, again you also you see them out there just standing there staring off at staring at the sun half the time to see these videos of them not only doing the work but also obviously being human beings I think is like you said it's vital to the league and it's way better than anything that baseball has done as a on its own to market any of these people they're so fucking bad at marketing players (laughs) well we've talked before about like one of the problems is that in the past it just seemed like they were just some dudes playing baseball and anybody could do it and that's sort of gone away but like mike mike clevenger talking about how he basically wanted to throw up and he was trying to fit in and 
it was so hard for him just to be a regular person around other people. That was like really relatable. <laughs> like, yeah, no, exactly. All right, I could like, do that and be nervous out there, like just like Mike Clevenger. Like that's that's the kind of thing they need, not like more. Like you said, those stupid workout videos. Yeah, I I, mean, I I hate starting a new job enough. Like that part sucks. Imagine starting a new job that's also incredibly insular, and these people who you're going to spend ninety nine percent of your life in the next six months, and also. You have more. You you have millions of dollars of pressure on you every moment you're you're performing. So it's and you have, well, in the Indians' case, five thousand people staring at you while you do it. <laughs> uh, Two full rows loaded with people watching. <laughs> <laughs> the shipping containers bearing down mm-hmm. on you, and not even just there. But then you end up in Chicago, and five hundred people are just staring at you <laughs> forlornly. Uh, but 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 in all seriousness, no, it is really neat and. It's also very funny that of all the people that do it, it's Trevor Bauer because he's just such a, I don't know. He seems like, like the opposite of the kind of person who'd be making a, a thing that's that's making people more relatable because he seems like a very hard guy to crack, I guess is what I'm saying. He seems like he um, really walls off people. Although, as we've heard the last year or so, he's done a much, he's been much more ingratiated to the team and being more personable around his teammates. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's where's Ta- where's Taiki Green from? Is he does he does he work at Driveline also? I, I've heard no, his name he's not. He's times. he's just a videographer, I think. Is but he? Driveline yeah. is involved a lot because they've already had Kyle Body on a duo. I guess yeah, one of the documentaries is going to be on Driveline, which is cool. Also, um, Kyle Body's built like a brick shit house. <laughs> <laughs> he's so big, could <laughs> wreck anyone's shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's kind of cool. It's I think it's neat. I, I had nothing else on that. I just wanted to bring it to people's attention that I think it's it's neat is going to come out. Um, yeah, no, it's, yeah, like the Mike Clevenger really thing rad. is part of a bigger documentary they're doing. I guess it's all part of bigger documentaries, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. The stuff about this that when he's talking to Barrios too, just about you know the the curveball and stuff like that, and uh, I, I, he just is like I, I like to watch this stuff on you know on the pitching ninja Twitter feed, and then uh, he just comes to me and says like, man, how do I learn how to throw like you? And it's like, it's so cool to see how these guys watch each other and just think each other think they're all so sick with it and i don't know they're all such fans of each other and fans of the game itself and you wonder about other sports like that you know like i, I know I, I know you read a lot about like foot in football guys do it even though they don't like it it's like a job but i wonder, I wonder how often that how prevalent rather that is in baseball just because of how much minute study there it is as opposed to the, the raw physicality of football which is not to you know dilute football football is incredibly hard in its own right but yeah yeah, but it's a lot of you could you could just focus on hitting people and just treat it as a job more than you need to spend so much time on every little tiny thing on baseball. That makes sense. Yeah, it's got 162 goddamn games. <laughs> hmm. So every Monday, um, we ask everybody on Facebook and Twitter to ask us some questions, especially this time of the year, because good Lord, nothing's going on. We just want to answer questions. Um, you can always ask us on, at Let's Go Tribe on Twitter. I think on Facebook, too, that's our at. So, or you can just email me, um, mattr.lines at gmail.com. Um, so the first question is going to be from at M Hutton 722. He wants to know is ownership aware of how much this offseason has depressed the fan base and potentially damaged ticket sales. Poor at Indians account can't post anything without getting inundated with snark about an outfielder bullpen help. And I don't, and I don't blame fans. Um, so the first part, I don't think you make decisions based on ticket sales year to year ticket sales. I think the Indians tried to do that with Edwin Encarnacion. If you remember, he even had incentives for higher attendance happening as a result of signing him. <laughs> yeah. I didn't look and see if they met him, but I'm assuming not. Um, yeah. But that's just not how it works, and you don't do it that way. 
you just sort of do what you can within your financial limitations, whether those are real or artificial, whatever. Those are those are what Chris Anthony has to work with, and those are what you work within. It's not. I don't think it's we do we sign this guy to bring in more tickets. Um, if that's a good side effect, but you're signing him to win baseball games, like that's going to bring you more tickets in the end than having an Edwin Encarnacion or whatever. Oh yeah, and and as I've heard, you know, I've heard and read countless times from many different people. The the best way to draw fans is to win a lot. I mean, it's 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 not that hard. I mean, the the outlier is obviously the Cleveland Browns, but football is also an outlier in the world of anything. So the you know the the Astros drew garbage for years when they were bad, and now they they pack the place because they're really good. Again, the Cubs are another outlier. But like, if you're really bad, you're not going to draw fans unless you are doing something really really special in terms of. The atmosphere, I guess. You know, like Fenway Park is a is a tourist attraction. Yankee Stadium somehow is still a tourist attraction, even though the stadium's only like ten years old. Um, same thing with Fenway Park. I'm or, I'm or rather Wrigley Field. If the if the Mets were any good, they'd pack the place. But they're bad. Uh, yeah, and yes, the Indians have been winning, but I guess the Astros are the perfect example. Winning in that sense, not winning just a bunch of games, but. And again, like in in 2017, when they were when they were on that winning streak from the stuff, when they were just crushing it, they put a lot of butts in the seats that year. They did, I think they did okay this year too. I mean, I, I know they weren't that high, but like they were better than in the past. So I don't know. I mean, I know it's I know there is the the meme of the Dolans being cheap and stuff like that, which they are. It sucks they don't spend money. I don't. I want them to spend all their money. I want them to give me all their money. But, <laughs> Now, this might be kind of stupid, but is it worse that they went to the World Series first and then lost instead of having, like, a few... Like, if they had a few 2017s in a row, would people have kept coming and getting excited and then waiting for the World Series? Or now is it, like, only... If we don't win the World Series, it sucks because we were there once. That's a very interesting point. I wonder if they blew it by being too good and not winning. (laughs) Obviously, on, on its surface, it sounds really stupid, right? Like, objectively. But at the same time... There was this massive tease, and you're like, you know what? Next year when we're healthy, we'll do it. And then they get bounced, and then they get bounced again. So, yeah, if we could move 2016, if we could shift it all around one year or something like that, maybe they'd be just the place we packed this, you know, this year. Especially, you know, the Cavs on a downturn, and the 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 Browns only now getting pretty good. Maybe I mean that's a that's an interesting way to look at it. Something you, that probably I don't know. Sounds almost counterintuitive, but yeah, because you're never yeah. going to get that that unexpected excitement of 2016 back until this core, with this core anyway. Like the expect expectation is always going to be World Series, or it's not as good as 2016. So who cares? Right, and like, and also too, I was reading something about the. This is sort of sort of apropos of this. I was just reading um, about uh, Clay about the Warriors. Clay Thompson, he's going to be free agent at the end of the year, and. He wants to sign with the Warriors, but he wants a max because he's like, first of all, I, I, I deserve it. And second of all, any savings they make on not signing me, they're not still going to play the luxury tax. So does it make sense in the long run for the Warriors to pay $200 million as a luxury tax this year and, and build some sort of di- – like, you know, create a mega dynasty like the like the, the Bulls? Like the Bulls are still a legit marketable – franchise and they've been trash for a long time they had that little blip there with Derrick Rose but like I don't know does spending money create more money in the long run like that you see what I'm trying to say like yeah no I see what you're saying yeah 
So I don't know. I mean, I mean, I guess the counterpoint could be the Cavs because I don't know how they're doing on fan base and stuff like that. But they also have a terrible owner. So. <laughs> I mean, the Cavs is like all LeBron James, right? There wasn't like a love for the right, team; exactly. it was a love for LeBron James. Yeah, that's true. Exactly true. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, spending spending the money obviously builds goodwill to a degree with the fan base, especially after they buried the goodwill. But this is, I mean, this is this is a little upsetting to watch. What is happening? The, the lack of investment in what is objectively a once in a lifetime sort of a team to come together all at once. You know, this is what a lot of teams fight for and, and want to happen and then fail. You know, I mean, how many times have we seen the Padres rebuild in the last 15 years, right? Yeah. They've been well, yeah, they've, like they've always been like a – when they rebuild, they, they go for it in one year and then give up and like immediately. Yeah. No, exactly. You know, like, and, and, or like the, the Mariners. They've made the playoffs in 15, what's 18 years or something like that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, this, what's happening here is a confluence of events that is – rare to, to say the least and so to see the non-investment i can understand what the what the question asker is, is saying i mean i'm upset i'm sure other people <laughs> in the fan base are. I, I don't know what I, I don't know what you know um season ticket numbers look like but yeah well see i'm still holding out being upset until the trade deadline because i think the i know it's it's lame to say it now but the the market inefficiency is getting these because nobody wants like the half year players anymore, but that's all the Indians need. So like right, get no, to the and trade and deadline I, and get this guy they need for the playoffs and get them super cheap and hope they win. So oh no, and I agree with you hundred percent. I mean, I'm 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 just I guess I'm just a little upset more in the I don't know I I I don't know. It's hard to put together. Maybe it's a combination of being upset with inaction, but also the weird holes in their player development that are holding them back in comparison to like the Astros or something. You know, like they're. We were talking about earlier their utter inability to, to to develop an outfielder after having three first round picks, you know, and none of them one was traded away, and two of them have been major disappointments. Or I don't know, just stuff like that. I mean, they, they've developed good catchers, they've developed good infielders. It's just the and then bad bullpen pitchers too. This I don't know how many times have I have I ranted about that too? You know, their inability to create a good fireballing reliever. And I know one of them was supposed to be good, but then he got hurt and stuff like that. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure again, they're going to be really, really good this year. Cause, and plus the whole division blows still anyway. So <laughs> it's just um, stupid. That's one. all. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> At Cody Miller, 91. He wants to know, do you think Trevor Bauer and Corey Kluber will both be with the tribe at the end of the 2019 season? So I guess this goes back to will they make a trade at the deadline? Because at this point they're probably not going to trade them before the season starts. So, so what mm-hmm. do you think, man? Are both of them going to be on the team at the end of the year? I think it would be if they're on the team at the beginning of the year. There's no point unless they're unless the Indians collapse. You know, like on the level of 2008. Um, and that just seems so hard to do with the level of pitching they have. There's no there's no reason to think that they that they won't be there if, if they're if they're there. On opening day, they'll be there whatever the last day of the year is that the Indians have. October 29th or whatever. Yeah, no, I, I just... Unless they do trade them, I don't know. Nothing's happening, so... <laughs> I mean, unless you're John Morosi, mis- then you are very sure that Corey Kluber is being traded, damn it, and you're going to keep saying it until it happens. Well, there's all these mystery teams in on Harper. What if one of the Indians on a one-year deal? Like, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> well, that would. Can you imagine what $40 million dollars for a year. That'd be insane. That'd be kind of cool. Um, at Jim J. Page, he asked, was killing the Chief worth the All-Star game? Uh, yes. I don't think that's that's why they killed him. But I mean, that's probably like the last straw for killing him. But 
I think it's good that they did, and it's worth the All Star game. It's not worth having that awful patch on the shoulder, though. Having the yeah, guitar, that thing is. I get God that Chief Wahoo like, was bad for several other reasons, but that guitar is just hideous and awful, and we're going to look at it all season. The whole thing's bad, man. The the indie, I mean, the uniform as a whole is pretty is pretty nice, but just the the lack of imagination. I, there's something that's infecting that entire that entire organization when when it comes to design, like from the Twitter account to the to the logo. Like, there's just nothing. Do something. Well, you Make can't play into the Indian good. thing anymore. That's the problem. I mean, they shouldn't. Yeah. They shouldn't do it. That's the thing. Like, so you can't no. like, build up your. I don't know. Why not? Why can't you just have a feather? <laughs> why not? Why can't you? Why, can't, yeah. Are we voiding the Indians thing? Or are, are, are we just assuming that that name as a whole is gone in the next five years or ten years, or whatever? Well, see, that's the thing. If they're at the point where they can't use it to market, like, why not just kill the name? Like, if you can't play into your name at all and you have to like constantly dance around what your team name is just change it and then rip the band yeah. off and have better marketing going forward and also fix your twitter account because it sucks right now i mean i really like the name tribe like not as an yeah. actual name but i like i like having an alternate name to refer to a team as you know and i, I know a lot of teams have you know the bombers or the yanks or the piles of crap and flushing that's the i mean you used two for the yankees yeah, I, there so that was good I know, I'm trying to think of any other ones. Um, <laughs> the Bombers, the Yanks, the Yankees, the uh, New York team. <laughs> New York AL. Um, O's, I guess. I don't know. What else do the Orioles have? Uh, That's a critic of the Is there any other good ones that aren't just like letters? Um, the Strohs? That's just Strohs shortening the name, good. though. Strohs is a, is a pretty good uh, bad kind of beer, too. So that's nice. Uh, <laughs> the Halos. There we go. The nothing. Angels. The Halo, yeah, there you go. Yeah, the Halos. That's, uh, a, that's a nice one. Oh, well, now um, I gotta look at it. Yeah, it's just a letter. Twinkies, obviously, they don't like Twinkies, though. <laughs> do they actually call themselves uh, Twinkies? Yeah, I guess they do. I don't know. I think it's, I think it'd be fun if they called themselves the Pauly Boys for St. Paul. You know? <laughs> uh, um, I'm the Royals, garbage. That. Is that what they call themselves? <laughs> nice, nice. But yeah, this is the thing. I, I like, got them. Like, I, of all the things I don't want them to go with, for, for the reasons I don't want them to go away from the Indians, the fact that I like to say, refer to them as the tribe is just. It's nice. It's fun to write. It's fun to read. It's fun to say. Padres so, and Friars. That's a cool one. Oh, that's that's the best one, actually. Right. Yeah. There we go. Also, Dads, yeah. which is the dads. <laughs> yes, the Dads. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Brewers and Brew Crew. I mean, it's usually part of the name, and Brew that's kind of cool. Sorry, I'm stuck yeah. on this finding alternate names now thing. It's really cool. Um, Cubbies. No, yeah, I um, guess. That's, that's kind of that's weird. Uh, the Cardinals are stupid. Um, what I guess that's it, here? right? Uh, tiger motor. I've, I've seen. I've seen the term motor, motor city, city kitties. kitties. Yeah, that's so stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Tiger? You're dumb. Um, oh, Pirates have the Bucks. Yeah, there you go. What is that? All oh, Buccaneers. Bucko. Uh, other than that, yeah, that's that's about. It. Um, Marlins have have the fish <laughs> <laughs> or fins, right? That's their thing. They're the fins. Look out! Here no, come the, the fins. That's the dolphins. No, Marlins are referred to as fins, right? No, that's you're thinking of the fish. I am. Fish. Oh, fins, Marlins. Hold on. Nationals have the nets. No, that's just shortening. That's a bad one. No, I guess you're right. Them as the Senators, if we wanted to, probably not, because that, that that name's probably owned by either the Rangers or the Rockets. <laughs> Do the Marlins really call themselves the fish? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, suck. <laughs> oh, whatever. It's a good. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the Indians being able to call them a tribe is neat. If I there wasn't if you're the a bird team, you put yourself as the birds. That's lame. <laughs> so, I don't know. Every team does that. Um, so let's pick another question here. Um, 
Anyway, I like saying tribe. So right. that's so why they should keep it for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> At B L U I one one three one, he asked, "Do you think Sandy will take over managing the team when they sack Francona mid-May?" That's kind of a loaded question, a little bit. Um, but on the subject yes. of Sandy taking over eventually, <laughs> do you, eventually, do you, do you think it says something that no team has hired him? He's interviewed quite a few places, and he's still on the Indian. Does he just love the Indians that much, or is there like is he I not mean, that it, impressive? I wonder if that's what it is. I, I, like you said, I, I've thought about this myself. Is he just a bad interview? Like, yeah, I don't he know. seems like a quiet guy. I, I don't, so maybe I don't think he'll take over. I think the obvious answer is Josh Tomlin. Uh, I thought he was going to be a manager for years now. I've actually had that 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 um, article idea in my phone for like three years. It literally says Josh Tomlin as replacement for Francona. In parentheses, it says uh, Callaway will be gone by then. So, I mean, I was very proud. They're going to leave that title as is when you post it. Yep. No contact. <laughs> but uh, I, don't, I think it'll be him. I, th- I think he'd be an interesting choice. Josh Tomlin as a manager? That's never yeah, even man, crossed yeah. my mind before. Yeah, he's gritty, you know? <laughs> he's um, gritty. Other stuff. <laughs> he knows how to win when he doesn't have his best stuff because he's never had his best stuff. <laughs> that is a good point. <laughs> I mean, there are people that say, like, really good players don't make as good managers because they don't have to. They're not used to, like, struggling and telling people how to be better. Right. I've always thought that like, Peyton Manning would be a terrible quarterback's coach. Right. Like, why aren't you, you making know? that throw? Just, Just do, do it. it. It's not that hard. Yeah. Did you see you me idiot. do it all those times? Read the defense. What do you mean? <laughs> Read it. Look at what they're doing. It's obvious, you moron. <laughs> and then the opposite end of that spectrum is Josh Tomlin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's Maybe it's not terrible. I and mean, I found this picture of him at a podium. He looks very managerish. So There you go. Except for you don't want to facial hair. So there you go. <laughs> I can see that. There you go. You're welcome, everyone, for putting that in your head. Because <laughs> I can't think of anybody else currently. I don't think no. it's going to be Sandy. I don't think... He just seems so like quiet and... He seems like it'd be more of a Brad Mills type somewhere, not really like the manager, the the manager to the manager. The yes. assistant to the manager. The, the, and he seems the, like he'd be great at it, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm with you. Uh, yeah, he's a good consigliere. He stands there. He wears his little helmet. It's great. Uh, so our last question we'll do here will be at a stone hand. He asks, is Lindor going to become a Yankee Dodger or an angel? Here's a depressing question, angel. Merritt. When Francisco angel. Lindor leaves after the 2021 season, um, if, first of all, is he going to leave? And do the Indians have like any shot at bringing him back? He's going to make so much money. Oh yeah. I think they have a shot. I mean, it, it involves a lot of money, but <laughs> that it does. I mean, just, just to be straight up, but, um, well, the Yankees don't need him because they have a good shortstop in their own right. The Doyers have a good one as well. I like the idea of him being on the Angels if they can hold on to Mike Trout, too. Yeah, yeah so I go with Angels. I'm okay with that because they have, they have Halos, so that's good. <laughs> sure, they are the Halos. That's a good one. There yeah, go. I think they're really going to regret not being able to sign him to that that seven-year, $100 million contract. Imagine how much yeah. of a deal that would be now if you got that. Because back then, like he was, didn't even have his almost eight war season, so he was still he was pretty good, but he wasn't as good as he was last year. But there's the no guy bet there. on himself and he won, man. He's good for him. <laughs> I'm, I'm very impressed. I I still wonder if it's if somehow it's um what's his name Brady Chernoff spoiling it like 
got under somebody's skin that it leaked out, and that's why he didn't sign it. God damn you, Brady. Because that was like one of the best spring training things that ever happened, but it was also might have been terrible. I don't know if it's a coincidence. Yes, but... yes. <laughs> no, I enjoyed that a lot. Stupid Brady, sure enough. Yeah. So, Mary, anything, question. anything exciting uh, coming is up? Is this the year I buy my pillow? I think it was a very good question. That is. I think at one point I photoshopped a picture of Francisco Lindor on one, so if that comes out, I'm going to buy it. Okay. <laughs> Although the answer is don't. They aren't worth a shit, so I don't know. Do you Maybe have not. a MyPillow, Merritt? Is that what we're Me? I don't know. It's, there, there's one response to that question on Twitter. Oh. So. <laughs> I am going to buy, um, I think I'm going to rebuy like the physical version of RBI Baseball 18, just because there's Lindor on the cover. Is that sad? Yeah, right. Like when it gets really cheap, no. I'm going to buy it? That's pathetic, I, mean, I was going right? to buy a copy of, of FIFA 17 because that has, uh, let's see who's on the cover of that one. That has, who is that dude? Marco Reyes. Wait, so why were you going to buy it? Dortmund, <laughs> uh, because I like to buy old sports video games because I don't play online. <laughs> is that just a thing? Yeah. No, then you need to buy like Madden 2005. That was the last good Madden. And there's no good baseball no, game, ma- so who cares? The last good Madden was 2007. Because um, there are a couple of reasons why. It's the last. Uh, Jamarcus Russell is in it. It's the last one with. Uh, <laughs> I like it. That's the lead. That's the last good like all star mode, right? It was the last one with Michael Vick um, before the whole dog fighting thing. It was the last one. It was after Brett Favre retired briefly. Uh, I don't remember the one on the Jets. Is that the one with Vince Young on the cover? That's that's peak cover athlete. I think it was, yes, because I owned I own that one for like years. That's like the last one that had a really good um, superstar mode. Is it bad now? Oh, that one had um, Sean Alexander on the cover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 2008 was Vince Young. But like superstar yeah. mode then, like you could go behind the player and go to training and stuff. I think it sucks now. Like it's not that same camera anymore. You know what I really liked was... was uh, superstar mode in NCAA games because you started in your like high school football championship game was the first game you played and that was how you were scouted for uh for recruitment oh, that's cool. then couldn't you transfer that over to like um yes yeah you could transfer yeah, it to you the could play and cool. you play through your whole thing and then you could transfer to Madden you could just enter the league as like a 99 across the board a 99 seven foot six quarterback who also plays <laughs> linebacker Anyway, I'm going to cut all this out, so I'm going to say bye real quick, and then we'll keep talking about it. So bye, everybody. Talk to you next week. <laughs> anyway, I'm married. So the good, other good one was um, the first one I played was Madden 2000, I think.